your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And Colorado takes care of business against the St. Louis Blues. Four games up, four games down. Colorado sweeping the Blues in round one of these very odd playoffs. But they are playoffs, and the Avalanche are moving on. Against who? Uh, Still up in the air in that one, but... Clearly, it will be between Vegas and Minnesota. Vegas seems to have taken the reins of that series. uh, And all signs point to that, but anything is possible. But I think there's maybe one thing that the Avalanche would prefer happen in that series. And we'll get to that in a minute. But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets. LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter. Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. And send questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. So, yeah, what do the Avalanche hope to get out of the Vegas Wild Series? Uh, as many games played as possible. I, I don't think they care, honestly, I don't think they care who they play. Uh, and you would think, like I said, all signs pointing to it being Vegas, just how Vegas is playing. Uh, but... I think the Avalanche would be just fine if Minnesota could win maybe another game and push this thing out to a six-game series uh, because then then you're getting those couple of extra days of rest, uh, which for a season like this are always good. The Avalanche haven't had that. This will be the longest break they've had since uh, – well, I mean, if you want to count COVID, obviously, the COVID breaks. But, you know, when when you're playing, God, since February, maybe, um, whenever it is, it's it's a, it's a long time outside of the COVID breaks. So I think they will, they're just maybe wishing for an extra game or two to be played in this series. If not, whatever. You're back out on the ice and, and you're playing. So uh, it will be either Vegas or Minnesota. But for now... Colorado did what they had to do. Colorado uh, went out, and I, I had said, you know, what be interesting to see what Coach Bednar does. Does he <clears throat> maybe give a couple of guys rest? And he had said something about it. You know, it's a it's a fine line you have to walk on who you give rest to, and he didn't really do any of that. I think he made the 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 decision to go for it and you know, not rest anybody. And, you know, when you say what we were kind of talking about with, you know, who should you rest, you're mainly looking at Grubauer. Uh, But he put him out there and said, you know, he's our horse. We're going to let's win this game and then we can rest. And I think that was the mentality going in. And uh, the the Avalanche, they took care of business, but this game was just a, a an odd game because it just had no real flow to it and it was the the first three games did uh you know even in that game two when the avalanche were kind of they took their foot off the gas for a little while 
you know, they still played their game to get up three to nothing in that in that game, and then turned it back on when they had to. This game, I don't know, I, maybe just because it was an earlier start time, you just there was not a lot of uh, excitement and and just flying up and down the ice. Uh, but I and and when St. Louis scored that first goal, let me bring up the uh, the stats for the game. Uh, Tarasenko scored the first goal. It, it again, it wasn't like I was like nervous because I haven't been nervous this entire series because you just know Colorado has the best team. But up until then, because nothing happened in the first again, and I almost think that Tarasenko goal was the best thing that happened to them because then they then they did start they started picking it up a little bit more. Again, not to the level that we're used to with the Avalanche, but they, you know, now you're down a goal and you want to put this series to bed. So you better wake up. And they did. Brandon Saad on the power play, which went three for three, by the way. Um, Brandon Saad and then Landeskog a minute after, or no, not, no, about four minutes, three minutes after. And then look at that. You, you, you're down one to nothing in the second, and by the time the second is over, you're in the lead. And that's demoralizing for any opponent. But an opponent that is down three to nothing in a series gets that first goal. And then by the end of the period that you're in, you're down, which just happens to be the second period because now all that's left is 20 minutes. And you got to do everything you can if you're the Blues to this is it. It's put up or shut up. So, um, and it didn't happen. You know, Miko Rantanen scored his first of the series and then Tarasenko got another one. So that pulled it a little, little bit closer. Uh, but Nathan McKinnon with an empty netter and then Nichushkin with like five seconds left just to kind of pour salt in the wound. And it's a five to two win for the avalanche. We don't know what's going on with Alex Newhook as far as this recording. Only, you know, played a couple shifts and took a nasty spill into the boards, uh, flat on his back right into the boards. But he had he was picking up some speed when he hit that, and he was in visible pain when he went back to the bench, eventually went to the locker room, and never came out. So I'm sure we will get an update on him. Um, I didn't hear any, I didn't listen to the post game remarks from coach Bednar. If he said anything in there, <clears throat> probably I I'm, I'm guessing he didn't say much to the effect of how serious it is. We'll probably get that tomorrow. Um, so, or today if you're listening to this on Monday, but Again, the the Avalanche team can beat you in many, many ways. And this is another way that they can beat you. They don't have to be flying up and down the ice, which, of course, at times they were doing. But, again, this was a very just pedestrian-like game, which is not their style. But they just prove they can win outside of their normal style of play. So... Uh, and and you 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 did what you wanted to do. You took care of the series. You didn't let St. Louis hang around, even though if they had won this game, you're going back to Colorado, which you know that 
place has been a slam dunk for you. But they got it over with. They got it over and done with, and now you can move on. And now you have that on your shoulder. Is that that You've swept a team. You're the only team to have swept their series. I know Boston won, so Boston won their series 4-1, to one, so they have moved on as well. But you, 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 ha- you have the check mark of, you know, we haven't lost yet. And every game they've what they scored five, what was it? Five, six, seven, and five, I believe are their uh let me see. No, four. Four, six, five, and five. So you're, you know, the the least amount of goals you scored is four. That's pretty good for a playoff game when goalies are always standing on and you went up against a, a good one in Bennington, but it just tells you where this team is when they're healthy. They're awesome. All right, let's hear from a couple of rads and then uh, continue this discussion. Uh, let's hear from Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma crash cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has also has already given away over $3 million in Instant Karma and over 50, to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Credit Karma money progress starts here right now. Visit creditkarma.com slash win money to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Once again, it's creditkarma.com slash win money to sign up for free and start winning Instant Karma. Karma. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVP, MVB Bank, Inc. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. And we are also brought to you by brand new sponsor, Lucy.co. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. It's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw away your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. A subscription to Lucy comes direct to your door each month. 
It's simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down pat. Locked on NHL listeners, go to lucy.co and use the promo code locked on NHL to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use the promo code locked on NHL at the checkout. Also, and I have to give this disclaimer warning this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Once again, lucy.co, be sure to use that promo code locked on NHL. All right, so <clears throat> moving on uh, from this series and awaiting, like I said, who our next matchup will be. And the question is did the Blues do enough to prepare the Avalanche for what's to come? And, you know, I think in either way, whether it's Minnesota, whether it's Vegas, I think you're going to get a better, I don't want to say better effort, because it's not like the Blues weren't putting in an effort. They did have injuries. Would the injuries, if if they didn't have the injuries that they had, would have made a difference? I don't think so. I mean, maybe they sneak out a win, but where? You know, which game can you point to? Maybe... Game two, I mean, it ended up six to three, but the Az got, you know, that that was maybe the closest played game was game two. But did the Blues really do anything for the Avalanche to really prep themselves for what's to come, and, and namely Vegas? Or do they even need it? I mean, the Avalanche, they're familiar. They're familiar with Vegas. The, the way this season has gone and the way the schedule is, you've played these teams eight times. So... Playoff hockey is different, though. So do you think that St. Louis really put up that much of a fight to, like I said, prepare the Avalanche to to continue on and play uh, a team that can really give the Avalanche more of a run than what the Blues did? We were saying at the beginning of the this series with the Blues that this, this won't be the first round from last year against Arizona. And it pretty much was. Uh, So, you know, specific for this game, 34 shots on goal for the Avs, which is, you know, about the norm for them. Three for three on power plays, that's always going to be, you know, when you do that, good things happen. And how I said this game was just odd and, and very different, from any other game played in this series, look at the hits. The hits from the previous game were pretty much off the charts. Let me bring those up pretty quickly. Hits in game three, uh, 20 for the Avalanche, 46 for St. Louis. That was their highest. Yesterday, 11 for the Avs, 20 for the Blues. So I don't know if St. Louis was trying something different because what worked for them or hasn't worked for them the first three games was kind of throwing their bodies around, and it really didn't seem to be phasing the avalanche. They weren't retaliating. They weren't going after them. Uh, So I think the Blues maybe had to try something different and and actually play a game and, and use the talent that they have on the ice and not just be skating around trying to hit everything that's moving. Yeah, that can work sometimes, but... It didn't. 
So 20 hits for the Blues. And, you know, it, it's just another thing where it's, where it's like, okay, what do, what do the Avalanche expect in the next round? I think, you know, going up, let's just assume you're going to get Vegas. I don't want to count Minnesota out at all. But let's assume you're going to get Vegas. You're going to get more hits. You're going to get the first three games against a Vegas team. And you're probably going to get that against Minnesota too. Both of those teams like to hit. So uh, I think the the Avs were are seasoned in that regard. Uh, but it's going to be you're not – I mean, I hate saying this again because we said it at the beginning of the Blues series where you're not going to walk over these guys. And the Avs kind of did. And you would have to say, like, oh, I can't expect that again. But the Avalanche played Vegas really well in the majority of games they played against them this season. So people are maybe a little bit upset that this isn't a, you know, a, a semifinal or conference final or something like that. But – you're going to be facing these guys one way or another. If the divisions weren't what they were, uh, you're still going to be playing them at some point in the playoffs, so why not now? And one thing we don't know yet, obviously, is the status of Alex Newhook and whoever the Avalanche do play in the second round, will he be there? And we also now have to ask the question, will Nazem Kadri be there? Yes, he got his eight-game suspension, but he is appealing it. So what does that mean? And we will talk about that right after we talk about Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they are definitely passionate about their favorites. And if you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you don't want to miss out on the nine, like coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there is something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are also healthy. Most of the flavors have 19 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. A couple of the other flavors have 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your first order. When you use the promo code LOCKED15, that is 1-5, LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So the Nazem Kadri deal, we all know it. Most of us are upset about it. Uh, most of us, most of us are upset about the the term, not that he got suspended, uh, but I think a lot of people think eight games is excessive. And <clears throat> when you are suspended, or if you are handed a suspension in the NHL, you have forty eight hours to appeal or write in an appeal. So you want to appeal the that decision, and Nazem Kadri did just that. So what happens now is this goes in front of the commissioner. This goes in front of Gary Bettman. He decides if the ruling handed down by Department of Player Safety is just or is it excessive. And he is the, well, he's not the end-all be-all because if he upholds it, 
Kadri has one more appeal left where he can go to somebody else and say, neither of these guys are being fair. Um, So that's where it will go. Uh, I don't see... Is it possible that Gary Bettman could say, like, yeah, that's excessive and drop it? He could, but I don't think he'll drop it by... He might drop it by a game, maybe two. I don't see him cutting this thing in half uh, because comments made by Gary Bettman in the past kind of show support for Department of Player Safety. Um, And he doesn't get too many appeals placed in front of him. So it's tough to really say what he is going to do. But, you know, they're they're not one in the same, but I think Bettman and, and Department of Player Safety kind of have an understanding. So therefore I just don't see this getting reduced by much. If it does at all, which I still think that's a stretch, uh, a game or two at the max. And if he does that, I, I I don't believe he can. um, I think the only way he can appeal it like a second time, go to that, that, that second person to say like you need to look at this beyond Batman. I think if it it only goes to that person if nothing changes. If Batman drops it a game or two, I don't. I, I think he has to accept that. I, I I tried to find it. And the rules didn't really say anything about that scenario. That if the commissioner did change something about it, if it was a game, if it was monetary, if they if they changed just any aspect of what Department of Player Safety brought down, can they still request that second appeal? They're not clear in the rules about that. So, uh, but you got to do first things first. Does does Bettman bring it down? Like I said, it, it'll be it'll be minimal if at all. So. Avalanche will be without Kadri for some time. Will it be, uh, you know, he's already missed a couple games because of this. So, you know, will it be six more games or will it be four more games? So you're you're going to be without him, definitely. What's going on with Alex Newhook? We'll find that out hopefully Monday. Uh, but because you're not playing for a little while, maybe they hold off on letting people know exactly how Alex Newhook is feeling. So, again, that's forwards. That's two forwards that you might have to find replacements for. And we still haven't seen Bowen Byram, who's been a healthy scratch so far these these playoffs. And I get that. Again, we've been talking about it a lot. It makes sense. You You're winning. So why why upset that? Um, but I think the, the the two people that people are focusing in right now are definitely Newhook and the injury and Kadri and the appeal. And you want you do want both of those guys playing, especially if you're gonna be going up against a very tough Vegas team. So as we wait for the fate of those two guys, uh, kind of wanted to just go over the the guys who who really just turned it on for this series against the Blues. No secret you have your your top line. They came to play. Nathan McKinnon in this last game, actually all three of them, one goal, one assist, right? 
Uh, oh, no, I'm looking at... No, I did. No, I thought that it was uh, Burkowski. I'm sorry. So Nathan McKinnon, one goal, one assist. Landis Cog, one goal, one assist. Rantanen, one goal, one assist. They, they came and dominated this series. And they took the reins. And then you have your, you know, subsequent lines that did everything you really asked him to. I thought, I thought Valanchuskin played a great, great series. Very underrated series. Uh, he's a great defensive forward. And he just has really good anticipation. Uh, he's a big body. So he's kind of like in, an imposing figure when, you know, someone's trying to get a puck out of their own zone. Um he, he did score that late goal, but even outside of that, like he does so many things that don't show up on the stat sheet and just pressure being one of those things. He's always pressuring the other team to get moving on their end and maybe hopefully fault them into a mistake where he can capitalize it, get a turnover in the, in their off in the offensive zone. Like it's just, he he just works and he works and works. So I I really liked what Nishuskin did in this series. I thought Joe's had a good series. Uh, Comfort was was consistent. I mean I don't really think he did anything boneheaded. In my opinion, Burkowski surprisingly didn't have the greatest series. Um, so I think he needs to kind of step up the scoring a little bit, and he's getting they're they're going to need it for whoever they're playing in the next series, and especially going forward. Um, so, you know, maybe just hitting a little bit of a a lull right now for him, but I'm not too concerned about it, but you would like to see him get, you know, on the stat sheet a little bit more. And then on the defensive end, it was pretty consistent for the, the four games in terms of ice time. Timmons always had the least amount. And again, he only had seven minutes in this game. Everybody else had at least... 19 and a half. So I don't know why he's not getting as many minutes, but um, because I think he's playing pretty well when he's out there. So for whatever reason, he's, he's not, he's not getting the minutes that everybody else is on defensive end, but regardless uh, the, I thought the D overall played an excellent series. But thought they played a very good series. And and St. Louis has some pretty good scores. Their number one score wasn't there, so sure that helps. But uh overall, no no complaints from this series other than play the full sixty minutes. And I think that one game when they didn't do that, but they still won, I think they kind of said, Yeah, we we, we can't do that. We we need to keep the foot on the gas the entire game. So it's good that they won that game when they did that because if you lost that game, now you're playing catch up and now you have to kind of write that wrong, but you did, you, you righted that wrong in the moment in the game and you came out on top and then you can go in the locker room and say like, yeah, we won that one, but let's not do that again. So learning on the fly basically, but in the end avalanche win it and they sweep the blues uh, I, I think a lot of people had the abs winning this thing. Uh, most people, I think, were thinking five or six. It's very tough to predict a sweep. You have to assume the other team is going to sneak one in there, maybe two. Uh, but a lot of people were was in five or six, and they did it in four. So 
Great job by the Avalanche. They move on. We'll see who they play next. Whoever that may be, they will be ready for them because uh, the team is, is they got a mission and they're in the midst of it. So that will be it for today, everybody. And anything that comes out of the New Hook camp or the Cadre camp, we'll definitely be talking about that on tomorrow's show and, and anything else that's going on. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. We will see you tomorrow. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go.